0: You're listening to The Road with Pastor Teacher Steve Holt.
1: Men and women, God's your Father, and He loves you, and He wants an intimate relationship with each one of us. He really cares about us. God has given us this term of a Father from Genesis all the way through, but it's only been recognized since the resurrection of Christ. Then we started getting it. The church started getting it because we had the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was released and the fatherhood of God was released upon the body of Christ. So he's your father. That's the best place for praise and worship.
0: At The Road, our mission is to empower people to change the world. For more information on The Road, visit theroad.org. We hope you are encouraged by today's message from pastor-teacher Steve Holt.
1: Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 6. That's where we, we just quoted the, the verse here, uh, 9 through 13, Matthew 6. If you guys have been with us over the last six months, we've been going through Matthew, call a kingdom revolution. And we come to the Lord's Prayer... And the Lord's Prayer is not meant to just be memorized and then uh, recited, as it most of the time is used in church. It's actually a template, because look at verse 9, Jesus said, in this manner, therefore pray. In this manner, in other words, in this way, therefore pray. Pray. He just He's going to tell us in the Sermon on the Mount, don't use recitation, don't use repeated uh, verses uh, when you pray, but rather pray this way. And so he's, he's challenging us that this is a template for prayer. And there's no other prayer in all of the Bible that's so all-inclusive of all of our needs and how we grow as believers in Christ in the Lord's Prayer. Some people have called it the Disciples' Prayer. Which is fine. I'm going to call it the kingdom revolutionary prayer. It is a revolutionary prayer of releasing, men and women, the kingdom of God into your life. That's the reign and the rule of Christ, His kingdom over you. Because at the core of the prayer... You know how we talk about core when you're working out? The core of the prayer, or we might say the spine, the spine of the prayer is to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So at the very core of what Jesus is saying is, I want you to bring heaven to earth in everything you do. Isn't that radical? I mean, it's radical stuff right there. And And so years ago, 35 years ago, I'm a struggling missionary. I'm in Okinawa, wanting God to move in a mighty way in Japan. And I come across the Lord's Prayer. And I come across the Lord's Prayer, and I begin to study the Lord's Prayer, and I listened to cassette tapes. (laughs) Cassette tapes. I mean, that's almost as old as saying, you know, a telephone. You know, have you ever used a telephone that sits on a table, has a cord, a little cord and everything? You've probably seen them in museums. But we used to use those things pretty effectively. And there used to be phone booths. And you always wanted to know where the phone booth was so you could make a call. So anyway, back then we had cassette tapes. And I got a hold of a set of tapes by a guy named Larry Lee. And it was on the Lord's Prayer. And I mean, I went nuts over this thing. And for the next 10 years, for the next 10 years, the Lord's Prayer was my template for praying an hour a day. And it just changed my life. And so when I was looking at the Lord's Prayer today, because of where we were at, I'm thinking, okay, man, I can't. We can't spend the next 10 weeks just on the Lord's Prayer, so we're not. But we may spend more than one week on it, because I want to break it down, and I don't want you to see it as a teaching on the Lord's Prayer. That's not what this is. This is a seminar on the Lord's Prayer, okay? So the difference is, I want you to make the Lord's Prayer practical, In other words, I believe if you follow a little bit, even a slight bit of what I share today, it could radicalize your prayer life. Because everything you need and everything you want and everything you're longing for, for success, victory, faith, and joy in your life, it's right here. It's contained in verses 9 through 13. And again, it's not to be recited per se. Though reciting, it's fantastic. And I learned it in confirmation class when I was uh, probably 14 years old and memorized it uh, back then. And you should. And that's great. It's wonderful. But the real point he's bringing is don't recite it. Live it. Pray it. May it be a model. And I like the word template. It's like the Ten Commandments. Here's what's beautiful about the Ten Commandments. The first part of the Ten Commandments is all about your relationship with God. It talks about graven images. It talks about idols. It talks about keeping the Sabbath holy. Then, if you remember in the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, it moves into your relationship with people. First, it's relationship with God. Then, it's relationship with people. And it starts talking about don't covet and don't steal and don't kill. And how's that? So, the... Lord's Prayer that we're studying today is very similar. It starts off with our Father in heaven. And that's radical right there. We could do 20 messages on our Father who is in heaven. Twelve times in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Father, Father, Father. He's he's equating God as His Father and God as now our Father, not just his father as the son, but our father as his sons and daughters. Men and women, that was radical at the time. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes never addressed God as father. Way too intimate to use the word here of Abba, of daddy, of that kind of intimacy with a father. You didn't use that for God. You didn't even say the name God the way it's said here. He's saying, our Father who is in heaven. Men and women, God's your Father. And He loves you. And He wants an intimate relationship with each one of us. He really cares about us. And God has given us this term of a father from Genesis all the way through. But it's only been recognized Since the resurrection of Christ. Then we started getting it. The church started getting it because we had the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was released. And the fatherhood of God was released upon the body of Christ. So he's your father. That's the best place for praise and worship. Start off a prayer time with praise and worship with our Father who is in heaven. Father, I love you. Father, I bless you. Father, I give you glory. Father, I worship you. Put on, put on worship music. Go to YouTube. Take your favorite artists. Some of you are, love the great historic hymns of the faith. I do too, and so sometimes I listen to hymns. Sometimes I listen to contemporary music. I like it all, man. I like it all. When I, was, uh, re- when I was recently on a personal retreat, all I did in the background was I put on music scores from movies. Because I, I love the music, the, the music score for Gladiator and for Braveheart and for all these movies. So I put those in the background as I study God's word. And it's inspirational, it's powerful because music often is a theology of the soul. And so we worship our Father who is in heaven. That's where it starts. Jesus is breaking all convention. He's breaking all religious convention. He's saying, you've got to learn, gang, to relate to God as your Father. And that's why so beautifully in John 17, 1 through 3, where Jesus prays this great prayer. And he says to these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and he says, Father, the hour has come. He knows he's going to go to the cross. He knows he's about to die. And then in verse 3, he says, and this is eternal life. I'll bet if I ask you today, this group here, what is eternal life? If you didn't have this verse up here. We'd have a lot of answers about what is eternal life. But this is how Jesus defines eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Jesus says, first of all, know the Father. Experience the Father and then know me. You can't know me and not know the Father. You can't know the Father and not know me. And we could add the Trinitarian truth that comes through all through the New Testament after that, the Holy Spirit. So we we fall in love with a relationship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That's the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed or holy be your name. From intimacy to the character of God, who He is and how He works in our lives, hallowing, honoring the names of God, corresponding. I want to give you five benefits of the new covenant, and there's 20 benefits. There's 30 benefits, but here's five benefits of the new covenant that we have with Jesus Christ through the names, and I've just picked a few, of the names of God. So five covenant benefits when we pray the names of God. Sin, forgiveness of sin, number one. Jehovah sit canoe. Jehovah sit canoe. Jehovah, that means Jehovah our righteousness. His righteousness in you. So when I was going through the Lord's Prayer back then, you guys, and I still have this Bible somewhere in all my Bibles on the shelf, I wrote the names of God in... One of the least of the Bible. And so when I would go through the Lord's Prayer, and i start off with praise and worship to our Father who is in heaven, I would then move to the names of God, and I would pray, thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah, sit canoe. Yet you're my righteousness. It's not my righteousness that makes me right. It's your righteousness that makes me right. It's your blood that was shed at Calvary that makes me righteous before you today. Isn't that great? Anybody have any bad weeks where you're not very righteous? Yeah. Well, it doesn't depend on you anyway. That's not what got you in. What got you in is what's going to keep you going. And what gets you in is faith in his righteousness living through you. Because you and I are up to no good. But his righteousness, Jehovah Sit Canoe says it's his righteousness. God, thank you. You forgive me of my sins because you forgave me of my sins because you became my righteousness in my place because I'm never going to be righteous enough. I can follow the Ten Commandments till the cows come home and I'm never going to be righteous enough. But you're righteous because you're Jehovah Sit Canoe. Jehovah Mekadesh. Jehovah Mekadesh means Jehovah who sanctifies. Jehovah who sanctifies. He is, listen to this, don't miss this, He's completing you. You're going to get there. God is sanctifying you. Sanctification is that process of becoming more and more like Christ with our lives salvation is a one-time event, sanctification is millions of events after that, it's you coming up to that house that you're trying to decide whether you're going to buy or not, you decide you want to buy that house, and then you find out it's already been sold, and that, ugh. and then the Lord's sanctifying you through that, and most of the time God uses hard things in our life to sanctify us, and so, and so he's Jehovah Mekadesh. He's the one who sanctifies us. Isn't that good news when you don't feel very sanctified? Here's where it's really good news is when you don't think they're very sanctified. Right? Join the church and you'll know what I'm talking about. Go to work. You know what I'm talking about. Go to school. You know what I'm talking about. Man, those people, they call themselves a Christian. They got that little fishy thing on their bumper sticker and all that stuff. And that guy cut me off in the parking lot. Wish they were more sanctified, like me. As you're all angry and everything, right? Jehovah sit canoe. Jehovah is our righteousness. Jehovah Mekadesh, Jehovah who sanctifies. That's under the rubric of forgiveness of sin. Number two, the Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit. You have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Jehovah shalom. Jehovah is our peace. And Jehovah Shalom, I mean, Shalom is such a big word. It's such a deep word. It actually means wholeness. That idea of, of Jehovah um, Shalom is peace. Yes, it is that. But it's it's harmony. It's wholeness. We say peace. We say Shalom. And so we're, we're in that process by doing that to say, I want the fullness of the Holy Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness and self-control. We could almost say that all of the fruit of the spirit is under the rubric of Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. Isn't that great? To pray that every day. Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah who is there. God's presence is with you, church. He's with you in your deepest sorrow. He's with you in your most victorious times. Jehovah is there. He's Jehovah Shammah. He is with you. Thank you, Lord, that you're with me, that you're there. Number three, he's our strength. So number one, he's our our forgiveness of sin. Number two, fullness of the spirit. Number three, he's our strength. He's He's our health and our healing. Jehovah Rophe. Jehovah Rophe. Jehovah who heals us. He heals us. He heals us of all of our diseases. Does it mean we always get healed? No. It means that He heals us of all of our disease, and we're in a process of that, and someday we're going to all be healed of all of our diseases. We'd like to get as many healed as possible on this side of heaven, right? But it's up to Him to heal. And it's us to believe. Number four, success. God wants us successful. Freedom from the curse of the law. Now, how we define success may be different than the American dream, but God wants us free from the curse of the law, and that's Jehovah-Jireh. Jehovah-Jireh is the God who provides. He's going to provide for what we need in every situation that we're in if we're trusting him. And so to say, God, Jehovah, Jireh over my finances is to say God's going to provide. Now, let me just say this. If you're breaking all of his kingdom laws in the process of that, then you're going to have a real hard time having Jehovah, Jireh show up because you're being disobedient. But if you're walking in obedience, your finances are under him, you're fearing God in all those areas, and you say... Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, you're releasing faith and you're releasing God to do amazing things in your life. And then, fifthly, lastly, security freedom from the fear of death, freedom from the fear of hell. Jehovah Nishi, that means Jehovah is our banner. Jehovah Rohi, he is our shepherd. And so to begin prayer with worship and then to be claim those names of God, I would challenge you, and you can look all these up on the notes they are in the app. We have all the notes that are there. And just you might just jot those down and put what they mean. They're all in the notes there. And put it in your Bible. And daily, come to God and say that. I mean, you look, if you look at that, the wholeness of what I just said. Jehovah's our righteousness, Jehovah who sanctifies us, Jehovah is our peace, Jehovah who is there, Jehovah who heals, Jehovah who will provide, Jehovah my banner, which another way to say that is my victory, and Jehovah my shepherd. Do you want it? Do you want it? Man, you guys are so unconvincing. Except for Ricky Bobby, you're convincing. Way to go, brother. Shake and bake, baby. Yeah. Do you want it? Well, then pray it. Pray it every day. Watch what God will do. Miracles are still happening today for those who believe. Verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why not pray, starting with yourself, God, I pray your kingdom come and your will be done in my life as it is in heaven today. I need that. Lord, I pray your kingdom come and your will be done over my marriage, if you're married. God, I pray your kingdom come, your will be done over my family. Name them by name. Lord, I pray your kingdom come and your will be done over my pastor and his staff team. God, I pray your kingdom come and your will be done over the church that I attend and the church that I'm a member of. God, I pray your kingdom come and your will be done on my job. I pray, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done over this issue that we're not sure about right now. You think God isn't going to hear that prayer and want to move mightily for someone who's praying what he gave us a template to pray for, to ask for the reign and the rule of Jehovah Jireh and Jehovah Metkadesh and Jehovah Shalom over all those areas of our life. He's not going to work in a mighty and more powerful way in your life? Are you kidding me? That's awesome stuff. He's just looking for faith on the earth. He's just looking for faith on the earth. Most of us in the church don't believe what I just said. We give lip service to it, but we really don't believe it because this is life changing stuff. And if we started praying these kind of prayers, I'll tell you what, man, God would come and rock our worlds. He will rock our worlds. I remember when we were in in the heyday in Okinawa praying this prayer all the time and we were really going for it and Liz was doing it and I was doing it and we were praying this and then I had all my staff there in Okinawa we were doing it together and I remember this this Korean guy who was an evangelist traveling with another evangelist that was a good friend of mine entered our apartment and immediately got healed of a sickness that he had. Those kind of things will start to happen in your life, folks. You start creating an atmosphere of thy kingdom come and thy will be done in your home, at your work, over you. And this is where it's really a miracle. In your car. Now, I know you can't believe God for that. But driving to work and you're late and that dude cuts you off. Guilt. I went to Walmart this morning on the way to church because I couldn't find my brown belt. The Walmart belt, folks. The beauty. And I'm going to tell you something. I broke the law. I did. I sat at that (laughs) light for at least five minutes on Jamboree. I ran it. I ran it. I said, I looked around. I don't. I just do not see any cameras anywhere. <laughs> so any police officer in the room, we prayed for you a few minutes ago. So give me grace, okay? But, so we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so you pray it over yourself and you pray it over your family and you pray it over your job and you pray it over your church. You pray it over your driving and your obedience to the law of the land. That's not in here. I just added that for myself. Give us this day, verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. Well, you can't have bread if you don't have money. And you can't have money if you don't have a job. So he's saying, I want to provide for you. I'm going to help you get a job. I'm going to help you get the kind of job that you need. I'm going to help you get the kind of job that you're good at. I want to guide you in that. That's what he means there. He's talking about daily bread. And he's talking about spiritual sustenance, but he's also talking about monetary, occupational, financial, blessing. God wants to give you that. Ask for it. Lord, I need... He knows what we need. It also means that when we're in the job that we're in work hard show up on time do your job don't tell me when you when you come to work late on a regular basis and they fire you it's demons (laughs) demons have got way bigger jobs to do than that they're figuring hey you're you're ruining your own life anyway so we'll go haunt somebody else (laughs) at least give Demons, something to fight against. So if you got a job and you're not doing your job right, then ask God to start giving you the power and the anointing and the strength to be self disciplined and do your job. That's daily bread. Because you know, we see today increasingly. You, you look at em- employers asking the question: Where's some good? I need good employees. I need people who, who do their job. And I'm telling you, we get spirit-filled believers who get in there and you work hard and you're disciplined and you have self-control and you show up and you even stay a little late and come a little early. You might be president of the company in a week. I mean, that's, I mean, the competition's not as tough as it used to be. So just be faithful. Be faithful to your employer. Be faithful to your boss. If you say you're going to do something, then do it. Be honest. And quit blaming the devil because you're lazy bones. Some of you are just way too lazy. And I don't care whether you're going to heaven or not. You're saved or not. You're still just lazy. And so it's the way you're raised, probably. And, you know, you got away with stuff all the time. Well, it doesn't work that way out there. You're out of here. Man, the demons are just, they're just everywhere. No, no, you need to get an alarm clock. You need to take a shower. Some of you need to put on some deodorant. I mean, I'm telling you, you stink. I've been around some of you. I've had to pull you to the side and say, dude, you stink. And you go, what? And you smell bad, man. There's this thing called deodorant. You want me to go buy you some? Your breath is terrible, man. That breath, I can smell your breath like 150 yards away. When you walk in, man, it just, it, see, a lot of the guys like that, they're not demonized because even demons run from people with bad breath. So, no, when we're praying for God's daily bread, He wants to provide for us, but He also calls us to a higher standard too, gang. And so, you know, If you need accountability, get accountability. If you need to go to seminars, go to seminars. You know, be smart. You can go on YouTube now and you can seminar anything. If you want to get into financial advising, you feel like that's where God's called you, then there's seminars where you can learn how to do that. Go do that. Get involved. Get trained. Get equipped. And some of you are living in la-la land. I mean, you're living in the past. About that great job you once had. Man, I'm at the age where I just want to be better than I've ever been. I am just focused on building a great church here. I am zeroed in on a great staff team. I am zeroed in on some other financial investments that I have personally. My wife and I are. You know who inspired me in that? Colonel Sanders. I think Colonel Sanders was 61 when he started KFC. You realize there might be a secret recipe for you that you haven't even discovered yet? Quit living in the past. Start envisioning the future and believe God for the present to do a great job by getting self-control and have a vision for your life. And so he's saying, "I'll, I'll provide for you if we can work together. Our theme in 2020 at The Road is partnership. That's the theme partnership. Partnering with the Holy Spirit. How do we partner with the Holy Spirit in our marriage? How do we partner with the Holy Spirit in being single? How do we partner with the Holy Spirit after going through a miserable divorce? How do we partner with the Holy Spirit after bankruptcy? How do we partner with the Holy Spirit in our job? That's what we're going to learn. That's what we're going to study the whole year is partnering with the Holy Spirit because He wants to be your senior partner